Episode 5. You ready to do this thing? I'm ready, man. You ready? We better be, bro. We just, we just like, ran five minutes and jacked it up, so this one will be better. Well, at least that means you know we care about our listeners, and we want to provide that best uh, possible value we can. Of course, man. Of course. So, let's try this again. Uh, Take 76. Let's do it. Take 76. (laughs) You had just posted something really good the other day of... Uh, that I think our listeners would really enjoy. It's a struggle that we all have, whether you're working out at open gym at our facility or you're at a commercial gym, you're at a home gym trying to do your own thing, right? Yeah, yeah. The post was just about way to be uh, more efficient in the gym, what you can do to make your time more useful when you get in there, get out, and you know every second counts, every minute counts. So, uh, so we want to be the best. Yeah, and that's really one of the questions that we normally get is like, how, how, how do we structure our own workouts and what is that philosophy we use with our own coaching and how people can help structure this a little bit better, better so they can kind of you know, segment their workout out uh, a little bit better instead of just like being all over the place. Yeah, I feel like that comes down to your game plan. You know, know what you're going to do in there, when you're going to do it. Um, and you know everything from the warm up to your finishing touches on it. Yeah, and as a strength and conditioning facility, th- that's what we're sticking in as part of that game plan. Like, there there is going to be a warm up, and we'll talk about what that looks like. How how what what we identify as a good warm up, and then a strength protocol, whether those are your powerlifting movements or you're working more Olympic lifting, and then you have your conditioning, what we would call metcon. Yeah, it comes down to the awareness on what you want each segment to feel like. The strength is, you know, obviously the goal is to get stronger. You're not in a rush. Focus on your rest time, uh, trying to increase the load on the barbell, you know, try to get stronger. And then the conditioning piece is when, hey, you know, let's push a little bit, let's go balls to the wall, get that heart rate up, get elevated, and uh, keep rolling, keep working hard. Yeah, and I think what happens with a lot of beginners, especially when they fall in love with CrossFit, is they love the Metcon. And especially as long as, dude, I'm coming on 10-year anniversary of CrossFit. 10 years, dude. Congrats, man. Thanks, man. And one of the things that I got so good at movement and all this other stuff and knowing my weights that I would rarely warm up, I go straight into the Metcon and I get in my car and go home. And that's probably one of the worst things you can do for your body. And as I started to kind of feel my body out, I was like, why do I feel like my body's breaking feel all out? beat up. Yeah, because I was just going into the sexy part of the workout, which is the Metcon, and I would just neglect everything else. That's what gets people hooked. You know, they get that feeling of gasping for air going crazy like oh my god you know and that's what attracts people to crossfit most is that intense like oh my god i might die during this workout (laughs) (laughs) but we know like as trainers like even ourselves like i mock myself for doing that but long term i know that wasn't a smart strategy because i was getting aches and pains i was tighter than i normally was because i just wasn't planning out my workouts i just kind of walk in there i had a half an hour to train and i just kind of did this haphazardly and because of that I I, uh, I felt like I wasn't getting the progress that I should have been for the type of workouts I was doing. Yeah, it just comes down to game planning. You know, uh, what I've been doing personally is when I wake up, I'll drink my coffee. And when I'm going to work out right after I drink my coffee, I'll take out my notes on my phone. I'll go, this is what I'm doing for the warm-up. You know, warm-up on the Aerodyne. Um, this is what I'm doing for the strength piece. Or, you know, my entire workout is there from head to toe. And then if you do it that way and you go just piece by piece by piece like a checklist, when you're done with your workout, you feel that much more accomplished. No, that's really good. And one of the things I've always respected from you, I've seen from day one, is you spend an immense amount of time taking care of your body. 
Like I, the, your first 10 minutes, I'm not sure if you're working out or if it's a workout day or a rest day and you're mobilizing because you're just, you're, you're taking care of your body that well. You're foam rolling for 10 minutes. You're getting into some deep stretches. You get on the bike for 10 minutes. Uh, it's impressive to watch because, uh, you're leading by example. That's something that I think I could do better. Thanks, man. And I try to because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm thinking the longevity in this, you know, I'm trying to do this for the rest of my life. You know, what's what's the name of this podcast again? Lifelong Fitness, baby. Lifelong Fitness. In order to do that, you got to take care of your body, man, from the warm-up to your off days. Now, about the warm-up, like, we're, we're pretty specific, like, in our gym, what the expectation is for the coaches, what, what we're trying to do with the athletes. So, like foam rolling like where does that sit in a warm-up does it sit in a warm-up but what what do you think the po- purpose of because it foam rolling is uh they're getting pretty creative how they're creating it you know there's got like a vibrating foam roller now really it's, it vibrates dude no i did not hear about that one it's really interesting it's like 200 bucks but i mean what's your what's your take on foam rolling well if i feel a spot on my body where i'm pretty jacked up i'm pretty sore so let's say, you know, after Monday, we squatted super, super heavy. You know, my glutes are probably tore up from that. My quads are pretty tore up from that. I'll spend anywhere from, you know, maybe around five minutes just working on those areas. Mm. But I'm not going to spend a half hour foam rolling and then try to go work out right after. So you're just kind of using it like to increase blood flow, give some attention to that area. But like you're not using it as a miracle piece of your warm up. No, you can't. If you want to really hit the soft tissue work with a foam roller um, effectively, and really get some good results you got to spend like an hour doing that on an off day or something like that but in regards to warm-up your primary focus should be you know getting the heart rate up starting to sweat a little bit yeah outside of getting the heart rate up the other one you said sweat it's getting the core you're literally getting your core temperature higher we're trying to get your body warm for me as a coach like if i don't see sweaters coming off if i don't see half the class starting to break a sweat my warm-up is not over like i got to keep them moving a little bit more until we can do that yeah now getting that temperature up getting the body moving you know um whenever a client will come to me on a, on a workout session for a pt session or even in group class they'll say hey you know i feel super super sore from the other day do you think I'm going to be okay today? And my you know, response every time is, let's get moving a little bit. Let's get sweating a little bit. I guarantee you, you'll feel better. And it works every time. That's really good. Yeah, I say uh, the first 10 minutes are usually some of the, hard, the, the hardest 10 minutes. If we can kind of get through that, you're sore, you're beat up, you're tired from a work day, or you're tired from getting up really, really early in the morning. If we can just get through those first 10 minutes of warming up, they're, they're going to feel a lot better. Yeah, exactly. So we got... Uh, Get moving, right? Get moving. We're not staying cooped up on a foam roller for a good warm-up. Get the temperature up. Um, get the heart rate elevated. And then, you know, the last good one we can kind of touch up on is move every joint through full range of motion. Yeah, that one's really good. You know, I think it's just preparatory, and it's just healthy for the joints. I mean, we can get, like, if you think about it, we can go through an entire day without bringing our hands overhead. Like, what's the only time you got to bring it overhead? Like, the wash your hair yeah like like i think a general warm-up should always just go through the joints because through full range of motion at the joints because that's what the joints are meant to do yeah and my good you know go-to is it's got to be movement specific you know um and that comes down to our first point game plan and if you know you're going to be doing heavy back squats what's the best way to warm up get squatting right so 
so right in between a, a warm up, which is probably going to be like moving through a bunch of dynamic stuff to kind of get through those ranges of motion, that could be pretty general. Like your five favorite body weight movements and move through that multiple times. But when we get through that, then we're saying let's transition into a little bit more specific movement. Yeah, and you know one of your go-tos that I picked up on, you made a YouTube video way back when, is the barbell warm-up, the Tabata barbell warm-up. And you know I think that's great, especially if you're doing uh, a lot of Olympic weightlifting. You know the best thing you can do to get those joints moving is to pick up a barbell and do some stuff with an empty barbell only. Dude, that's uh, you, I'm glad you saw that video. That really just came about from what I told you earlier. I hate warming up. It's probably one of the, uh, one of the things I hate doing more than anything. And so what I did is I knew I like the barbell, but I didn't want the stress of having to figure out all the movements that I wanted to do. So I put a timer on my phone. It's a Tabata timer. You can find them online. What's Tabata? Just in case they don't know. What... Of course, it's uh, it's an interval of 20 seconds of work followed by 10 seconds of rest, repeated eight times. So the time, will, it'll beep to go, it'll beep to stop, you just gotta follow eight sets. So what I would do to make it more fun and less stressful for coming up with my warm up before I start the timer, I come up with my first exercise. So I say, I'm gonna do 10 deadlifts. And then I do the 10 deadlifts, and when it beeps, I don't know what I'm gonna do next until that beep sounds. And then it allows me to be a little creative, work my mind a little bit, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do some back squats, put the bar on my back, and then when it beeps again, I do back squats. Then when it beeps to finish that, I come up with a new one versus being regimented for all eight. And it kills two birds with one stone. I'm gonna have my deadlift in there because I'm moving through deadlifts, but I'm still going through all the ranges of motion at the joint because uh, I'm moving it with the barbell. Yeah, I really do love that. It's, you know, you're moving with a sense of purpose and especially Olympic weightlifting, but not just Olympic, but uh, uh, powerlifting, it's a skill to work with a barbell. So even if your workout's not even gonna be involved with a barbell, it wouldn't hurt to warm up with it. Just to kind of get that skill going, get that familiar, and it's just practice, practice, practice. Yeah, we call that skill acquisition. I like that. And that's what we're trying to... Wh why are Olympic lifters some of the best movers in the world? Because they have thousands upon thousands of reps of those two barbell lifts. Yeah, I feel like you can't ever get enough practice with a, with an empty barbell. And in group class, one of my go-tos, you know, after, as a coach, I'll show the movement, show the expectation of the movement, you know, and then I'll give them a strategy to work up to that weight. My first one to go to is, hey, hit a set at five to 10 with the empty barbell, then throw some weight on. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, so what's our third piece? You had mentioned something else on your post. What was it about? Uh, timing, you know, basically work with assertiveness, go in there, you know, when you're setting up your game plan, put a time domain on it. Hey, I'm going to be in there for, you know, an hour. You know, the first 10, 15 minutes I'm warming up, my strength or skill piece is going to take me 15 minutes. My conditioning is going to take me 15 minutes. So that way, once you have a time domain, you're moving with assertiveness, and it goes back to what we said before, moving with purpose. Yeah, and as coaches, we already have that in line because we're managing the group class. We want to manage our time well. We know how certain things, how long certain things are going to take. But when you do, and we make that look so easy, but when you do that on our own, it takes a lot more focus to be like, okay, this thing is going to take me 15 minutes versus like a piece that we would do in class that takes 15 minutes is taking someone else 30 minutes. And so I think, again, it goes back to lack of purpose and, and focus on what they're looking to do. For me, it's the opposite. It's like, I, like, the biggest misconception people have about me is that because I own a gym, I get a workout all the time. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't. I have very little time throughout the day to work out. So in between a client or in between classes, if I have 30 minutes, I run it like on a 30-minute clock and I get moving. Right? Yeah, you, you get it in. You have a time domain set to your workout because you have you know multiple um, other things you got to do throughout the day. I feel like it's when the people that don't have much to do a little later after the workout, they might have a two, three hour gap before they have to get to their next responsibility. That's when they catch themselves kind of twiddling their thumbs, you know, going through the motions. Hey, I have all the time in the world. That's, uh, you know, what's the rush? Yeah, and, and that goes back to like the, the buddies who say they work out for two hours, but then we take what they actually did and we're like, yeah, but that would have taken me a half hour to do. So it's just you being more efficient and effective with your time. Yeah, and then, you know, some, some points to kind of uh, pinpoint on that, you know, ways we can kind of uh, make your time more valuable is turn your phone off. You know, that, that thing's addicting, you know, it, especially if you have a smartphone, you know, you're on your, your social media, all that. When you're in the gym, try to keep that, you know, in your bag, in the car, uh, just away from, you know, your hands. That's a really good point. I think we're so stuck to our phones. And for me, sometimes it's a fear factor. I'm going to miss the call. I'm going to miss an important email. But fear of missing out, FOMO. FOMO, that's it. But what's interesting is like we initially use exercise to get away. And, and if that's the purpose we're, we're trying to make it serve, we're not really getting away with those phones there. I love that. I, turn it off, keep it in your car. It's a really good point. It's a really, really good point. Yeah, I think we should, uh, we could do a better job of, of doing that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty on because, you know, I try to throw a lot of my workouts on social. Uh, videotape it was so I'll video it and you know sometimes like oh it's in my hand let me browse real quick and that's the worst thing you can do so if you're gonna tape your workouts you know do that with your phone put it away right away or you know what I accidentally did today which uh, turn that thing on airplane mode so like you don't give your option you ah, don't give your, like it. your the option to look at internet and hold yourself accountable to that and you can still videotape it on airplane that's mode. what I'm saying so it's perfect. I'm yep. going to take that. Let's do it, baby. I'm going to take that. Uh, what's the other one, Mr. Hype Man? Turn your music up. You know, when you got the music blasting, no matter what, uh, you know, genre you like to listen to, but turn it up, get you motivated, uh, you know, get you amped up, fired up. Well, what we're saying is interesting is like our music choices are very dependent on the type of workout. Like we have more like in your face, we have in your face kind of workouts like that are gonna require 110% focus. And there, there's some other times where we're just, we're doing, uh, we're doing extra work, slow work. It's an active recovery day. Or what I told you when I did the, you'd be proud of me when I did the 300 meters the other day. boy. I didn't have hype music on. I put on a podcast that I'd saved for like a month that I've been dying to listen to, but haven't had the time. So I was able to kill two birds with one stone. I put, the, I put my headphones on. I listened to the podcast. It took me about 12, 13 minutes to walk the 300 meters. I did it nice and slow. I came out sweating. I learned a few things, and I felt good. Yeah, and that's awesome, man. And I think uh, it's safe to say the best time to do something towards like that is maybe on a monostructural um, you know, training technique. If you're, you know, jump roping, if you're on the aerodyne, if you're rowing along a row like you did lunging, something where you don't have to really think about too much skill, then you can kind of strengthen up your mind, put on something educational. Yeah, it's a singular movement. You don't have to think about it much. Uh, and it just takes away from the boredom, too, of those things. I hate doing cardio because it's just so boring, boring. man. I think that's why people love what we do at our gym. Uh, and this is kind of backtracking, you know, through your actual workout. Um, 
you know, you want to prioritize doing compound, what we call in CrossFit, functional movements first, uh, prior to the accessory isolation, um, single joint exercises. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. We call ourselves Naples Strength and Conditioning. Like, we want to put a priority on strength, and then from there, once we, we, we kind of put some priority on developing the foundation for quality movement, then we can move into the, those conditioning pieces, Metcon styles where we're doing some type of circuit or you just want to throw in a monostructural thing and, and run it for 10 to 15 minutes with just one movement. Yeah, or an accessory movement. It doesn't have to be just you know a conditioning style movement. Accessory movement, um, you know, a good example would be to do you know a couple extra sets of pull-ups before you think about doing some bicep curls later in the workout. Yeah, I like that combo. <clears throat> we talk me. about doing those combos where we complement a body weight and a weightlifting into that same piece. Yeah, those are always really really effective. Yeah, man, I I think that. If we just can put a little bit more focus on that, we're going to get more out of our training because really that's what it comes down to is like how efficient can we be with our training, right? Versus like, you know, spending two hours at the gym. Most people, especially beginner people, they don't work out because they're like, they don't have the time. And what we're trying to sell is like, if you can just plan this out a little bit better, you'll be more effective with it. And actually would take you a lot less time than you think it needs to. Yeah. Just have a purpose. You're setting the time aside of your day, you know, cause everyone's time is valuable. So you're setting the time aside from your day to go to the gym and work on yourself, get stronger, move better. So, you know, Take that into account and move with purpose, you know, um, go back to the purpose of you doing this. And I feel like you get to that core and, uh, you know, you won't waste as much time. Yeah. And, and ultimately have fun with this thing. Like we joke, like no one's paying us to work out like they're paying us. Right. And so just just have fun with this thing. Sometimes we get so focused that they take the fun out of it. They haven't smiled yet. You haven't smiled all day. Like, you're not clapping and getting lit. Like, have fun with this yeah, thing. Yeah, and enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, you're you're choosing to do this for a reason, so make it fun. You know, it, it's supposed to be fun at the end of the day, um, and it's that much more enjoyable if you're having a good time while you're doing it, and it's that much more sustainable because, face it, we're not going to want to do stuff, you know, we don't enjoy to do. We're not having fun doing. That's good, man. That's really good. Uh, so, yeah, man, let's wrap it up. So, how can we be more efficient at the gym? We talked about number one, you got to come in with the game plan. It can be a rough draft on your phone. It can be written on a newspaper, but like have a game plan. Don't go in there blind all the time because you're just going to run yourself in circles. Yeah, definitely. And then following that, you know, warm up correctly. Um, you know, the point of your warm up is, you know, to get moving, get the heart rate up, get your temperature elevated. And, you know, get that every joint moving through a full range of motion, every muscle group um, working accordingly to your workout. Yeah, and lastly, just just put a time domain on stuff. It's why I think EMOMs are so effective because people can see the, the efficiency in an EMOM, but it holds them accountable to doing work-to-rest ratios, and it's a compressed time. Uh, but whatever it is, stick a timer to it and just get after it. Yep, go in there uh, with some purpose and have some fun. That's it, man. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you listening.